Pyro Media Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. PMN's core mission is to provide a safe and positive creative space for creatives to flourish to their highest potential. Do you have a business, brand, or even a creative idea? Pyromedia Network can help you design a strategy to make your brand impactful to your target demographic and take your business to the next level. Visit www.pyromedianetwork.com today to schedule a free consultation. Pyromedia Network, next level media. Hi, you've reached Kwame. And Christy. And we're from I'd Rather Not Podcast. Leave a message. Mm-hmm. Everybody, welcome to the show. The rules of engagement are really quite simple. So if you can pull yourself away from Grinder for two seconds, listen up. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the doors. Let's have a kiki. What's going on, listeners? We're back for another episode of I'd Rather Not Podcast. I'm your host, Kwame, joined by the beautiful, the talented, the glitterous, the queen supreme, Christy Champagne. Ooh, I like that. The supreme has risen. Hey. <laughs> yes! The only one. The only one. Yes! Good morning, babes. How are you? You know, I am, I am, I am, I am. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think I'm a little apprehensive just because of what we're going to be talking about today. But yeah. we'll get to that in a minute. Before we get into that, um, overall, I am good. I'm blessed, highly favored, all of that good jazz. Amen to that. Um, but what are you sipping um, on this morning? Today? I'm being a good girl. Um, I have. Um, mm-hmm. I've been really um, into making my own iced coffees at home lately. So like yes. um we're uh, at first we were I was doing the Keurig and just making the iced coffee and yesterday I was like fuck it I'm up in this game I went to the grocery store I got like some mixers I got um a thing of vanilla syrup and like yeah so we're we were working a little uh iced coffee mocha french vanilla fantasy this morning yes I'm living for that I'm living yeah, we're being a good girl today yes I am drinking on the good old fashioned water. Um, it is ice. Aguation. 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 Yes. Uh, uh, it's nice and iced and uh, all that jazz. Amen um, to that. So uh, we're a little apprehensive. Well, I'm a little apprehensive. I can't speak for, for Christy. Cause, uh, no, you can speak for me. I'm feeling it for me. So. Um, as you may, as some of you listeners may or may not know, Christy is in Seattle and I am, uh, located in Los Angeles, California. And so, um, and if, for those who don't know what Seattle is, Seattle, Washington state, all West coast. And so I originally met, um, Christy at this, I guess, Concert recreation. A drag show, if you will. A drag show, if to you will. It, to dumb it down a little. A drag show, if you will. Yes, to dumb it down. To dumb it down. But it's not like any other drag show. Because most drag shows, like, you know, the the the, uh, the the drag queens, they kind of put on their own performance. And they, they're responsible for doing all this stuff. This was kind of like a show that was set and practiced and choreography, yeah. all that all that hoopla. A big old production. Amen. And the talent there was was great, uh, you know, queens, uh, you know, um, impersonating, you know, um, um, celebrities. Uh, it was basically a celebrity impersonation show, um, backup dancers, all of that stuff. The only thing that was fake on there was, yes. you know, the, the vocals, honey. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was everything was, was oh, very cool. well done. Um, however, oh, cool. <laughs> I don't even know how to start this. <laughs> I feel okay. So recently, um, and I actually forgot to pull up the, 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 um, the, the situation ship here. Um, hold on one second. Um, so recently, um, there has been now, mind you, there has been multiple types of cast iterations. Um, uh, you know, people, new dancers coming in. Um, yeah. you know, all that jazz. Uh, and yeah. and so. Um, uh, it's been, it's been very interesting to see how, since I have left the cast and then also, I believe Christy left, um, um, uh, uh, shortly, uh, shortly after, if not, maybe a couple of years after it's been, 
It's been, I left right before COVID. Right. So yeah. So yeah. It was, yeah. It was several years after that you um yeah. So um, but there was an incident um, um that happened uh, apparently with the current uh, cast of the um of the show. And this show is called um, Lafoe Productions or Lafoe. Um, Lafoe um, uh, was was a uh, is the production company, and the show was happening at Julia's on Broadway, um, which is located Correct. in Seattle, Washington, on Capitol Hill. Um, and yeah. so um, this was, in my personal opinion, something that was you know boiling over to this point, um, uh, and so I think. Um, it was kind of like inevitable, um, but you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, so this is what was uh, read, or this is what was was given out as a statement from the uh, the the cast of the current cast of Julia's on Broadway um, and Lafoe Productions. Um, this was sent out uh, via. IG <laughs> and via social media as a as a, a press release. Um, and so here it goes. On seven, uh, July 9th, uh, 2021, the formal statement from the cast of Julia's on Broadway and Lafoe Productions. Um, urgent message from the Queens of Julia's uh, to the performance community and its patrons. We would like to bring you I'll bring to your attention the following information, which is being presented by the current primary cast of Lafoe and is in relation to ownership and is in relation to ownership of Julia's. Upon being asked how we would like to handle tips moving forward as restrictions on cash tips have been removed, we requested to return to our format prior to the pandemic. Upon further discussion, it was brought to light that our tips were being divided amongst um, performance as well as us uh, uh, as support staff, including lighting, sound tech, uh, dressers, and sound and stage managers. While not a problem at face value, this was never agreed upon by the cast, which caused concern. Um, our questions about this were then met with divisive, divisive and hostile responses. We were made to feel selfish for even inquiring about the tip out situation. Unfortunately, this type of incident was, has been a pattern within the culture of Julius for years. And the fact, and the cast has uh, finally had enough. As drag entertainers with experience ranging from three months to 10 years at Julia's on Broadway, we have been consistently underappreciated, underpromoted, overly controlled, and underpaid. Um, United, uh, we decided to take action and construct a formal list of requests, which we will share with you here. Um, Our intentions were to create an atmosphere of appreciation, respect, and professional integrity. We work extremely hard, love what we do, and it shows with how great our productions are. Our requests were immediately denied um, upon asking to negotiate different terms and in a timely manner due to unwillingness to even discuss our letter of request. We were then fired on the spot. We asked that our fellow performers, including kings, queens, Burlesque dancers and live singers join us in solidarity and not accept bookings at Julia's on Broadway or Lafoe Productions. We deserve to be well compensated and can no longer accept that that establishments do not make enough money to pay their performance. It is with a heavy heart that we, as a cast together, announce our involuntary departure from Julia's on Broadway and Lafoe Productions. Um, th- there were some demands and stuff within that letter, but I'm just reading the um, uh, the kind of the social media screenshot that was put on uh, social media by one Queen Andrew Scott, who will be on the show uh, for part two of this particular ep- um, uh, episode right. in this conversation. So basically, let's break let's break this down. I'm going to break this yes. down for you. Basically, this yes. is what happened. Um, after COVID, the shows started going back to normal capacity. Um, recently here in Seattle, we were allowed to start, um, our capacity was, was, um, heightened, uh, every month or so we were moving to another stage, blah, 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 blah. Recently we went to a hundred percent, which now means that he can fill his room again with people because it's a theater style venue, um, that can seat, I believe about 
comfortably, I believe it's 175 to 200, I believe. Um, that number might be a little exaggerated. It's been a while since I worked there. Um, so the shows basically came back in full force, meaning there was no restrictions, no COVID stuff. They didn't have to do virtual, um, which was something they were doing during COVID. Um, the Queens then proceeded to, um, knowing now what we know and having been through what we've been through, the Queens decided that it was now time that more patrons are coming to the show. We deserve to be paid properly. They, in return, asked to be paid properly, as well as, like the letter said, confronted the owner about the tip situation. I believe what stemmed from this tipping situation was that before in-person shows were happening, they were doing virtual live shows. And the owner would promote a Venmo account that was created by him. That was then, the tips were then shared amongst the performers. I believe what happened, and um, again, when we talk to Andrew, we can clear all of this up, but I believe what then happened was when the in-person show started, they still were using the promotion of the Venmo for tipping and were not getting what they deserved and what was being tipped to them. The owner was either keeping them Supposedly, he claims he was distributing it among people who were not part of the show, meaning um, servers, cooks, bartenders, um, and then on top of that, then splitting it among the performers, uh, stage managers, um, lighting people, sound people, all that stuff, which was not agreed upon by the performers ever. That was never told to them that that was happening. That was never agreed upon. Um and apparently that was happening, even though that was not actually happening. Um, and yeah, and so these performers asked for money. And you know what you do when you negotiate, when especially in this particular instance as a performer, when you take a booking or you um, you know, get asked to do a performance or whatever it may be, when it comes time to negotiate your pay whether you're going to have an invoice or whether you have a contract or it's verbal, <coughs> excuse me, or whatever it may be, when you negotiate, you always go, you always come at a higher rate. That's just kind of how negotiation 101 works. These queens said, this is what we deserve. $300 is where we're going to start with our negotiations. And then you hope that it comes down a little, obviously it comes down a little and you get a proper rate that was not given to them. The, the opportunity to even negotiate was not even given to them. And what I believe happened was when they made these demands and confronted him about um, essentially stealing performers tips, they were fired, I believe. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to speak with Andrew because I haven't actually really spoken to any of these girls, even though I'm super close with a, a number of them about what really happened. So this is right now what you're listening to is what I'm going to refer to as hearsay. <laughs> um, even though this situation is not something unfamiliar. Yeah. Venue and especially for me. Yeah. And and I and you as well. You know, you went through it as well. We all worked there. We all know what goes on behind the scenes. We all know the numerous amounts of illegal things that are happening in this building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and what I find really interesting, not to like steer off of the topic, is um, a couple of people have like asked me about what's going on, and and I've talked to some people here in town because I work at a new venue now that takes very good care of me and appreciates me and doesn't i don't have to deal with this kind of stuff anymore but i've had a numerous amounts of people ask me like because i worked at julia's on broadway for almost nine years that's a long time i was very long time i was the 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 official longest running consecutive cast member that that place had ever had yeah there have been numerous people who have worked there longer than i have but they left for a year and came back or left for six months and came back. I was the longest running consecutive cast member mm -hmm. in that place. And so 
these things were happening and people people what i find interesting back to what i was trying to get to because i'm bunny trailing now um was that people i've had a couple people ask me like well why did you put up with it for so long why did you if these things were happening over a long period of time why did you put up with it well here's the thing the opportunity is amazing that's not something that can be denied and for a a newer performer like i was when i came on to that venue that's not something that happens for everyone you know a lot of people have to work really hard for a really long time before they get any kind of opportunity like that and i was going to be damned if i was going to let that opportunity pass me by I jumped in head first and I went for it. And that is the reason why I think that I put up with what I went through for so long at that place because of the opportunity and because of the size of the stage and the amount of people that you got to reach is not something that everybody gets an opportunity to do. And for that, I'm very grateful and and thankful um, for the drama, not so much. Um, yeah, and and I, and I, and I did want, I did want to because I want to break this down. That's why I put up with it for so yeah, long. Yeah, and gracefully so. Um, uh, and and I I can attest yeah. to that. But I, I do want to kind of slow down a little bit and break some of this down because I think I think people think that you know oh you just put on drag you go on stage and you you get your tips and you call it a day. That's not how yeah. this particular show was. It was a production. Vegas style Broadway esque production. Yeah. Yes. Very, very Vegas style, very um uh very, very like uh, uh intricate uh production, um and, and very strategic production. It wasn't it wasn't just something that you just, you know, you know, you you say, Okay, well I'm just gonna pick a song this week and and you know, lip sync to it and yeah. then call it a day. There was background singers, there was lighting tech, there was it's a production. So I understand um that, that costs money. I understand that, that um there's a lot of intention behind it. I understand what it takes to put on productions because I too have put on productions. I've been, you know, a production manager and a production director in various stages and various, you know, situations and various, you know, um, and multiple things. So to that point, I don't um, want to bash the actual production because I think the production itself was phenomenal. Um, in my personal yeah. opinion, um, just from talent aspects, but we're not talking about the talent. We're not talking about the actual production. We're not talking about the staff. We're talking about the management of of said um, yeah. situation of, of, of yeah. said production. Um, and and to Christy's point, neither one of us, Christy and I, were there present during this particular no. situation's um, fiasco. <laughs> or you know we, yes yeah let me let me iterate i left right before yes. COVID, and let me reiterate i left yeah. several years prior to that <laughs> um, um however <laughs> however um i do understand things i know the difference between um something that is happenstance or something that is just an occurrence and something that is a pattern um and i know throughout the entire time that i have been there uh, that i was a dancer um and 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 a hoop uh, uh artist uh for uh lafoe um i experienced a lot of similar things that have been voiced um i also agree with christy that when you are uh, 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 either a struggling artist or you are, you know, new to the game or what have you, you want to grab opportunities that are are there. And so LaFoe was present and was a constant in my life. It, it actually um, uh, 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 helped me stay afloat financially, you know, at certain points. Um, yeah. So I don't want to, you know, sit there and say that, I, you know, I was a slave or anything like that. However, no. there are some things that, you know, seem very patternish you know based off of what um you know uh, i've read based off of what you know what i've read to you guys in terms of the statement from the cast um 
you know, and so we're yeah. here, this part one of this particular series, um, you know, and we're just going to title it LaFoe. <laughs> like, um, okay. you know, and, and, and that's it. LaFoe part one. And then we'll bring in Andrew Scott, um, who can who can attest to uh, his experience and his perspective. And again, these are all allegedly because, again, uh, um, Christy and I were not present. So we're allegedly saying, you know, these are the things in the events that we've heard, um, that we've read, um, that, that allegedly have taken place. And so we can speak from, um, you know, or Andrew Scott can speak for him, uh, himself when, when he gets on, right. you know, for part two. L- let's see if I can explain. I'm trying to think how I want to word this. So when I started working for LaFoe, I was the owner's personal assistant. And so I saw a lot of things that I that mm-hmm. normal people who were working in this situation were not privy to. Um, I'm not going to speak specifically what those things are, but right. there was a lot of things and and were and always were right. a lot of things going on in this business that were not 100% sound and or legal. Um, and yeah. I think what um, what management did in yeah. this place was ma- made it very much that nobody was really allowed to know about right. those things. Nobody was really told about those things. Um, not that management needs to disclose that kind of information with um, performers, because I, I do believe that there needs to be a separateness when Absolutely. it comes to that. However, when when the owners of the establishment are doing, you know, doing these kinds of things that are not legal and not right, especially when it comes to how your performers are treated, how money is treated, how, you know, bills are being paid, all of those things. When, when all of those things are being done wrong, it, it fucks everyone. Yeah. Basically. And it screws everyone up and it negates the hard work that all of these performers put in. And um, it it was basically the reason why I left when I did. Now, I've, I've said it twice now. I think I, I left LaFoe right before COVID. Um, I had actually made the decision to leave LaFoe almost an entire year before mm-hmm. COVID. It took me an entire year... I don't want to say to get the balls to do it, but it took me an entire year to get to a point where I was willing to walk away no matter what, because of the fact that this was a steady job. This was a steady performing job on top of that. And uh, I, again, I say it again, not a lot of people get that opportunity and it's what kept me for so long. And just the amount of things that were going on and it, it's it's a funny term, but it's the best way I can describe it. There was a straw that broke the mm-hmm, camel's back mm-hmm. for me. And um, I want to I want to explain what that was, because I think it's really prevalent to understand what is going on behind yeah. the scenes at this point. Um, the owner of this establishment decided to come into rehearsal one day and basically divulge to the cast that he was going to be leaving for about two and a half to three months at a time to go to Mexico where his husband's family lives. He was going to go to Mexico to be with his family for three months at a time and then come back for three months at a time to Seattle. And that was going Mm. to be a pattern. And he said this to all of us. This is after... Um, not really having come to a rehearsal for months on end, literally just came in like a wrecking ball and was like, I'm here. Even though I haven't been to a rehearsal in months, I'm I'm here and we're going to act like I haven't been to a rehearsal in months. Um, And proceeded to tell us that this is what was going to happen and that he was going to be leaving the management of the restaurant and the show to two separate people. He was going to be leaving the management of this restaurant to his nephew, who um, at the time, in my opinion, was not fit to be running the business or restaurant. 
and that the show aspect of of the business was going to be left to be managed by our dresser the man who <laughs> organizes our costumes and zips us up yeah. backstage and that was the straw that broke yeah. my back because at this point i have now worked for you for nine years almost nine years we're we're talking like eight and a half if you want to get technical um and i have been doing show lineups i have been dealing with performers i make sure the dressing room's clean i'm the yeah. host um, I, I handle your pride celebrations uh, like i've been doing so much for this company and this show that it was just a shot in the fucking yeah. foot to be told that the show was going to be left to be managed by the person who zips our costumes. Not to say he right. doesn't do a great job, right. because he does. Our dresser was absolutely amazing and a true professional, one of the best in the business. However, that's not the person you leave to the show. Right. He doesn't have relationships with the queens. He doesn't know outside performers. Yep. And it was just, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Pardon my mouth. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it took all of my strength not to walk out right then and there. Now, the very next day, I happened to be walking on Broadway and run into a mutual friend of ours, because you know him as well. Um, he's an owner of a business here in mm -hmm. Seattle and has been friends with the owner of Julius for a very, very long time. And he... Mm -hmm. um, proceeded to we ha were having a conversation i was telling him about what was happening and he then proceeded to divulge a lot of information that i kind of semi knew about but wasn't really sure of details and i'm not going to go into those things but a lot of very very shady and illegal things that were currently happening and that was just the straw that broke the back i was like not i'm done i'm putting in yeah. my notice i should have done this a year and a half ago and it just needs to happen and for our viewers if you if yeah. you're just listening to our podcast for the first couple of times and you haven't quite got a feel of my personality i can deal with a lot yeah i can put up with a lot and for me to break and for me to be at a point where i'm like i don't even care i don't care if i have another job lined up i it doesn't matter i'm done I'm walking away, yeah. especially from this opportunity, especially from something that I poured my heart and soul into for so long. Yeah. For me to walk away, you know, some shady shit is going down. Yeah. You know, some stuff is going down and it has to be really bad. And it is, and it still is. And, um, I think that these girls that have currently left the current cast, that is the ones that have started this, just realized about what was going on because up until then most of us were not really privy to the kind of things that were going on behind the scenes and i think now yeah. that there's been so many of us that have left there's enough people to speak on what's going on and there's enough information yeah. out there for them to all know what is going on because he's not able to hide it anymore and that's what was happening before. It was all on the down low. It was all hush hush. Nobody knew about, you know, if the bills were being paid. Nobody knew about, you know, the money that was coming in, blah, 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 blah. Well, now that we're past COVID, we're not stupid. You know, people are wise. Right. People know what's going on and you can't do this to people anymore. You can't. And one of the things that always, that I never really understood about the, I don't want to say work ethic because that's not the right term I'm looking for, but the the core values of the owner and, and director of this establishment were always that everyone was replaceable. Yeah. We were all told multiple times to our faces in front mm -hmm. of everyone that you are replaceable. Yeah. I can replace you. I can find somebody else. I can make someone. I can create someone. I can did it. Well, guess what, honey? Some of us may be replaceable, but some of us are not. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not replaceable. I didn't work for your company for nine years to be replaceable. I'm not replaceable. Yeah. Sure, I'm going to leave and you're going to find somebody else to do this job. But guess what? It's not 
going to be the same. Yeah. And it's not going to be as good as when I did it. Yeah. Or the person who was before me. Yeah. Or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for you to sit there as a director and treat your performers like they are replaceable, I have mm-hmm. never in my life, ever, and I've been a part of some decent amount of productions. I've done Broadway stuff. I've done, I did theater all through high school, out of high school, all kinds of things. Never in my life have I ever seen, and I've dealt with some crazy directors, never in my life have I ever seen a director treat his cast like they were replaceable. Yeah. That's just not how any of this goes. That's not how a normal director works. And that was something that always baffled me, and I never understood it. And... I guess maybe in the beginning when I would hear those things, I was naive because I thought, oh, he won't replace me. He can't replace me. He's talking about everybody else. He's not talking about me. No, he's talking about everyone. Everyone. And what the problem is now is that you've fucked over so many people that nobody is going to want to work for you. Yeah. And if they do, at least in the Seattle community and Washington community, you're going to get shunned you're if you work in this place expect that you are not going to be respected by a decent amount of people because yeah. this is the thing is that this behavior and this treatment of performers has happened to every single person yeah There's not one person i can tell you name off the top of my hat right now that has come through and worked in that place that has not had some sort of mistreatment or story or like will defend this person. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, especially not performers. We've all been through this in some form of fashion and have our own story to tell. And for you to act like I'm replaceable is not acceptable. That's not how this works, you know? And like, so that right there, if that speaks any volumes about the rest of the stuff that has happened in that place, that, if that sheds a little bit of light on the kind of person um, this owner is, then I hope that explains a little. (laughs) First of all, I'm proud of you, um, Christy, because I know that we've had multiple conversations. There's been times and and we're going to be very transparent. You guys like, like it's not, this is not, this has been a long time coming. um, And I, and I hesitated on even, Um, bring bring this conversation up to Christy because I know how sensitive she uh, he is to about, about it, and I don't want to bring up um, negative feelings. Um, I don't want to 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 open old wounds, but I also think this will be cathartic for Christy and also cathartic for me because we've um, we've had several conversations where you know. You know, we've questioned our talent. We've questioned our own um, ability to produce, you know, um, what we needed to produce in terms of, you know, as a dancer, as a as a, uh, a, a drag performer, as, as what, you know, whatever our positions were. And it also has caused several, you know, looking back at it um, and conversations that, you know, Chrissy and I have had offline, you know, um, over the years, I have begged Christy to leave. <laughs> like I have begged yeah, Christy to leave have. multiple times because I know you, I knew that. Have. Yeah, and, and I knew that 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 because I knew how I felt once I left. Like finally, I've left uh, Lafoe twice. Um, uh, once, once the first time that I left, it was really after um, just the sheer disrespect um, uh, and 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 lack of 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 empathy for the situation that I was going through at that time. Um, I, I had viewed this person as mm-hmm. like a, um, a father figure as a, um, we all did. as a, yeah. we all did in, in some way, shape or form. Some really thought that, you know, some viewed them as like, whatever, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but, you know, but, but, but I genuinely viewed him as a father figure, somebody who, um, I looked up to, um, was proud to work for, um, as a dancer. But then also I think, one of the reasons why um, I think Christy and I, because me, I think I can say, you know, you were close with a lot of people in the cast, but I think for me, the closest person that I was closest to in the cast was you. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it's because we had background information because we did multiple jobs there. Like we weren't, I wasn't just a dancer, yeah. you know, at, at, at LaFoe. I wasn't just a hoop artist. I also became a stage manager for this, the, the, the Sunday Brink show. I also, you know, assisted on certain nights, you know, when um, uh, the, uh, for LaFoe, when, when the stage manager was out. So I had to like yeah. do dancing and, you know, and, and stage management. So I didn't get paid extra for that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I got my regular pay, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And even as a dancer, my pay wasn't a lot. I just, you know, was happy to just work there. And I was just happy to be a part of a production and a, and a, and a, and a team, you know? Um, so that wasn't my main source of income at that time. You know, um, at some points when I, you know, was having financial issues and transitioning and stuff like that, it did become my main source, but it wasn't it wasn't something that you can live off of. So nobody had illusions of grandeur that, you know, you're supposed to have that you're supposed to live off of LaFoe's payments. Like that's that's not what you come into the performance scene for, right? Now, fortunately, yeah. Christy, you um and some other queens were able to do that because you guys have multiple gigs, right? And so um, you know, and for you, you didn't have when I say gigs, I'm talking about like, you know, for you specifically, you know, you didn't all of the shows, <laughs> and you also did... No, ba- basically, I worked there four days a week. Right, basically. exactly. And there were days where there was multiple shows. Like, there was there was times where right. we would do one show a day, but then there, as it progressed, there were days where we would do a brunch show on Saturday. L- allow me to explain. We would yes. do a show on Thursday night, um, a show on Friday night, a brunch show Saturday morning, yes. another show Saturday night, and then a brunch show on yes. Sunday. Well, you're talking yes. five to six shows in a four day period, like, and sometimes even more than that. And don't don't even start a rehearsal though. And rehearsals rehearsals on Tuesdays. Yeah. And then don't get me started when it was Pride because Pride. It, oh my god, that's a whole another conversation. So yes, we there was times where we were all working to a point where you should be getting paid a full time salary. Like, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> in in another legitimate situation, you probably would have, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And in, in the legitimate situation I'm in now, I do. Exactly. And so and I think I think um, for 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 most of us, for the majority of the cast um, that at least the cast that I was in with you, um, that iteration, we genuinely did it because we enjoyed what we did you know i enjoyed hooping um and i was a specialty artist i did i i I wasn't just a backup dancer you know what i'm saying so you know that was just a part of of something different you were the host so you weren't just a drag queen you know what i'm saying like you you were the host of the entire show so you're you're pretty much pacing and running the entire show you know as far as as the performance go um and so like that is not easy to do you know what i'm saying it's not it's not um it's just not easy to do. I say all that because from my perspective, you know, um, of the situation, like no, I, I can't speak not. to the, um, the, what, what Chrissy is talking about. What I can speak to, um, is the, is the, the management style. Now I have major experience and I'm yes. confidently, I can say this. I can confidently say that I have had multiple dance companies. I have been a part of multiple productions, um, both semi-professional and professional. I've been in off-Broadway shows. I've been in Broadway shows. I've been in, um, uh, I've put on uh, uh, multiple shows, both off-Broadway and on-Broadway. I've been a production man. I know what a show and how a show is supposed to run. I also, in having a successful business, multiple successful businesses, understand that management and managing and being a leader is super important because everything comes from the top down. How you set in the presidents of your team and how well your team operates is set from the top down. Oh, yeah. And so I have seen... And now looking back and, and having conversations with Chrissy after I left, having conversations with Chrissy after after um, he's left, um, we have had multiple conversations on on the divisiveness, the 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 um, 
the shit starting, for lack of a better expression, yeah. the mismanagement, the lack of communication, um, the disrespect, um, the volatile, yeah. um, uh, uh, hostile environment that um, uh, uh, we were put in, you know, um, and some of us. Some of the, the dancers, and I can only speak from the dancers' point of view, you know, um, um, some of the dancers, that was all they had. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, when you get people into a situation and they, 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 they're, they're different personalities and they're also needing different things yeah. and they're human and they're also having different lives, different aspects of life or whatever, you start to, you have to manage that properly. Yeah. One of the reasons that I think Christy and I got close is because we were privy to information that we couldn't share with the rest of the cast. Correct. And there was conversations that I could not, because I think one of the things that I respected Christy the most about was, was, was his professionalism. There's, you are, absolutely, you are one of the most professional, and it's almost to a fault, and it's kind of annoying sometimes. Because <laughs> I'm like, girl, just tell the bitches. Okay. You do not need to shield this nigga, this motherfucker, from like, you know, from, from, from like the bullshit that you're going through. Let, let me tell you something. There have been times <laughs> that the cast would get completely mad at Christy for something that Christy had no part in. But because of the way it was, was, was packaged and the way it was put, Mm-hmm. It made Christy look like like Christy was doing something and Christy had no idea about it. And I can attest to it. And, and not to del- dwell into that particular aspect of this business and this person and the owner, but that's what he did to all of us. We were always yeah. pitted against each other. Yep. He would talk about people behind their backs to other yep. people and then do the same thing to everyone basically we were always all pitted against each other there was never yes there were times where we were like you know he would try to make us a group and blah 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 blah. but underlining there was always this drama going on and it was like a game he liked to play where i would say something shitty about this person to this person and hope it gets back to them and then it was like this just back and forth and back and forth so there was this this drama that was always created by him because of the games he liked to play and because he liked to pit us all against each other he would say things like oh god that person's so horrible and their drag is and i just did it and it's like why would you say that to me? That person is my friend and my coworker. And and some of these people are like my family now. And and then if you defend that person, if you defend that person and say that 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 person is my friend, then then you would get in trouble for that. You would be met with the same kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was frustrating. It was, it was, it was for me, it's like, I look back at it and I'm like, I don't, understand why i even dealt with that <laughs> like you know what i mean oh yeah no, no i agree i agree i agree and especially i mean and you you wised up really fast and some people did and some people didn't and i'm definitely in that category people who didn't but like it's just when you realize you're like when you get fed up yeah. you get fed up and we all have our levels of what put up with and and some of us can deal with that kind of stuff for a lot longer than than others but it's the best feeling when you realize that like you know i have to stand up for myself i have to be the one to make this change and that's what these girls are doing right now and did that's what they did they just the the difference is is that for the first time they did it all as a group and and i i i want to say that covid is to help with that because it's forced us all to really um evaluate our relationships and really stand up for the people we love because you don't know when somebody can be taken away from you and i think for the first time i know i know for the first time that everyone in that place performance wise is on the same page and they stood up for themselves and that if that's what we take away from this situation that makes me happy. If that's the, the, you know, if these girls don't get what's coming, you know, luckily right now they're being booked all over the city and our community who here in Seattle for all our Seattle light listeners, I'm so very thankful that our community has stood up and not just our community. I think other communities too are seeing what's happening yeah. and are backing these girls up and, and really 
supporting. And I'm just happy to see that they stood together in their sisterhood and they said, we yeah. want to be treated right. We want to be paid right. And we're tired of the antics and this man's behavior that has yeah. been going on for years. This is not ladies no. and gentlemen, years needs to be brought to attention because it's the only way that things are going to get better. And, and unfortunately I think at this point he is no long, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to keep in business. And I hope I honestly, I hate to say this, but I hope he doesn't I agree. because the problem is, is that he'll just do this to more people. And it needs to stop, and that means that we, as a community, don't support this business anymore. Yeah. And karma's a bitch, yeah. and he's getting what's coming to and him. And it's unfortunate because the the the, the ideas and and, and what what the, the talent that you know could have you know ran across that stage, you know, future talent would have been you know amazing but it's like at the same time it's like you know you have to draw a line with integrity you have to draw a line you know when it comes to you know your your how much you can take you know what i mean because it's like i i i drew a line when you know i started noticing that my personal business was being thrown in my face like i was going Mm -hmm. through a situation that I only told a few of the cast members and him because I, again, viewed him as a, um, as a father figure, you know? Um, and, and, and so for him to throw it, throw that in such a really disgusting, um, uh, derogatory way and, and at a such a sensitive time, excuse me, in front of the cast like that, um, just made me feel like you don't respect me. You don't respect anything that I've done. Um, you don't respect anything that I do and you don't, yeah. You don't care for me, you know, um, uh, and, and as much as, you know, I nope. have tried my best to prove to you that I'm still here. I, I am one of the few cast members and dancers that haven't given you any fucking issues. You know what I'm saying? But you, you're you constantly putting me down. You're constantly talking about my weight. And I've lost so much. I had, that was the skinniest I have ever been when I was at, yeah, at, Lafo, at Lafo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was dancing seven days a week. Right. And running around doing, like, like it was terrible. Like, it was yeah. like, I was, do, I was not, I was doing sometimes yeah. some unhealthy things because that person, you know, just made me feel bad all the time. You know what I'm saying? That That's not... It's not okay. Yeah, that's not okay. And it, it was just one of the many games that was played. And one of the many games. Was like, it. it's just, it's too much. It's too much. You don't, you don't get to treat people like that. And I, you know, th- that place being one of the first, like, you know, places in um, my drag career that I worked at like that. Um, I mean, I worked at theaters before that, but not in a drag aspect. Just the way that, like, we would just be, told about things that were happening and things that were being done and like how I've never seen a director that would use this kind of mentality of it's my way or the highway would, would say like, if it wasn't his idea, it was fucking disgusting and horrible. And it was never on the stage. And it was like, what are you benefiting from not, using your performers creatively and and there were times where we were allowed to have input and there were times where we were allowed to create things i don't want to negate that but majority of the time there were few and far between though christy let's get real well you know like some of (laughs) us were allowed to have input some of us were allowed to have input those of us who had seniority were allowed to were allowed to semi-create things i don't want to negate that there were times where i was allowed to to, to come up with things for my own. But majority of the time, if it was not his idea, it was crap. Yeah. And if you did come up with a good idea, he would find a way to then spin it or change it just enough so it would come off as if it was his idea. That's not okay. That's not how you treat treat a creative performer. That's not how you you use your cast to its best abilities. That's just not how this works. And why why won't you allow your people to create and do what they do best? Yeah. And then benefit from it. That's how this works. Yeah. You are there to direct and produce. And if you're not producing, allow the people who are on the stage to direct and produce. Yeah. Why? I never understood why it was such a difficult thing 
for him to relinquish any kind of responsibility and say, I'm going to allow you to create this 100%. I'm not going to step in. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to just allow you to create because you know what's best. You're the one on the stage. I know what the crowd wants. Numerous times I was told during hosting, don't say this, don't say that, talk less, talk more, blah, 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 blah. All of those times were complete, looking back, completely ridiculous. Yeah. The crowds never complained about how long the show was. Nobody ever complained about a joke I made. And if they did, it was because they're stupid. (laughs) And how are you not backing up? Right. You know, and that's the thing is like, I felt like there was never like, um, there was never, we were never made to feel like we were being supported Yeah, in so many aspects. You know, we were just the worker horses. We were just the performers and we don't know what's best and we don't, and it just, so there's so many layers. That's the thing is like, there's so many layers and we could go on and on and on and on about so many things that happened. And we've just kind of touched the iceberg of what's going on in that place. But before I forget, and before, in case I don't remember to say this, I want to make sure I do it now. To all of our listeners and our viewers, please reach out to these girls that are going through this currently right now and support them. Show them some love. They have um, a GoFundMe that is set up right now. Um, If you are able to book performers and you live in the Washington area, or hell, even out of state, yeah message myself and i can put you in contact with these girls to help support them in whatever way you can so we're showing them that not only the washington community but the performer community and the drag community at large has your back yeah and 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 i also want to say this because i think i will say it like this because i think this is the best way to say it i grew there's been certain points in my life where I grew exponentially, Um, you know, and one of those points was, you know, when I was in the military, um, I grew exponentially. I grew as a person, I matured. Um, And another point was when I was, during my time at LaFoe and and, and at Julia's on Broadway, I grew emotionally, I grew, um, I've matured, I've changed because of that show. And the cast and 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 the crew and the the different personalities and energies that I got to be around. Um, and that wasn't necessarily always a good thing. Yeah. There were certain energies, you know, that were that were being manipulated and or um, infused into the cast that made me see leadership differently, made me understand how to be a better leader, um, how to be more compassionate how to be more transparent as a person um, and understand that like, you don't have to have control of everything and everyone. Um, I think, you know, that because of so much fear and, you know, internal issues of that person um, that they needed to work through and abandonment issues that they need to work through, he self manifested this. You know what I mean? Like you hold, you held on so tight. Yeah. Uh, with control and with with um, and holding on so tight to the cast and not allowing them to breathe and stretch their wings creatively and and as as people and not uh, creating a a safe space. You were so focused on creating a show that you didn't create a safe space for your performance as well, and that caused them to dissipate right. and to leave and to and and or now we have here a yeah. strike. You know what yep. I'm saying? Or you know, um, and I don't I don't foresee. Yep this going well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if, if people have just left and like, like all of the day, I mean, that's a different situation. People would have, you know, side-eyed him a little bit or whatever, but this, this was a very impactful, um, situation. Um, and, and I do pray that the performers, um, gets their just due. Um, and, and I, and I hope this is a wake up call for some people. Um, and to, to kind of see how they operate and, mm-hmm. and see how they how they move, like it's just it's just really unfortunate because I, I do think that the, the cast yep. um, or the show yeah. itself could have been something so much more than what it was, um, uh, and it was it looked like it was going to be on its way, um, and then I I just felt a shift, and I was like I, I have to leave, like I can't I'm not going to grow if I stay here as a person. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm going to become bitter, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like we said earlier, the amount of times we talked about me doing the same thing, and it was just like there was always there was always that glimmer of hope that like things are going to change or get better, you know, or maybe the behavior is going to stop or like, so there was always a reason to, to not walk away. And I think the biggest reason for me not to dwell in it and not to go off anymore about it, but the biggest reason for me was always, I never wanted to leave the people that I loved and cared about that were working there, you know? Like the people that I bolstered relationships, my drag family, my sisters, you, um, the people that I really, truly care about and still have connections with. I was working with those people and I never wanted to walk away, even though I always thinking about it for a really long time. Deep down, that was the reason why I never walked away when uh, long before this, because it was always I don't want to leave my 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 friends and my family that I love seeing every week and mm-hmm. and sharing a stage with and and so that was always the the underlying reason and but like you said we all get to a point where we snap and that's just life in general we're all get to a point where like I can only handle yeah. so much before I'm gonna fucking walk away before I'm gonna break up with your ass before I'm gonna quit yeah. my job you know what I'm saying like we can all only put up with so much and I think what we have to learn now is that you know, past COVID that life is too short and you never know what the hell is going to happen. And we have to make the best of what the situation yeah. is now because it will, because it will change immediately. I agree. So if we're not doing what's best for us now, there may not be time to do that. You know, like before we had time now we don't, Yeah. you know, and it's just like, so do what's best for you and make sure you're being treated right whatever situation you're in to our listeners and, and who, whatever situation you're in, if you can relate this to whatever situation you're in, make sure you're being treated right. Make sure you're being loved. Make sure you're being taken care of. Make sure you're being appreciated. If you are not getting any of those things, walk away because you are what's important. You are what's important. And if you don't take care of yourself first and foremost, how the hell are you going to take care of somebody else? You know, like like Miss RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else? I know that's right, honey. Can I get an amen in here? Okay, it's true. Amen, amen. It's true. I'm very much looking forward to our next, our part two with Andrew Scott. So you know, listeners, please come back and listen to that because Andrew's gonna be able to really give a perspective from the current situation. Yeah, um, a lot of what me and Kwame have talked about today is. Our experiences that are very much in the past uh, yeah. for us, but still valid. <laughs> <laughs> still valid. Still one hundred percent valid. valid. But uh, yeah, Andrew's going to be able to really give us a perspective on what's happening now and how they were being treated in the moment um, before all of this happened. So please make sure you check yeah. back in for part two of this episode. Yeah, definitely. And thank you guys for listening. Um, it's very much appreciated. Um, and, and we we're I just, I do want to, to, to f- close this out with, we're not in the, the, the game of bashing anyone, which is why we didn't mention the person's name. Uh, if you do your research, you'll kind of figure out, you know, what, what to do. We're not here to bash anybody. We're not here to 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 jump on any bandwagons or anything. We're just speaking from our experience, and we want to show support to the performers um, and the dancers and the 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 staff that's there to yes. you know um, that that has put their heart and soul into things, you know. And and um, it's not easy, you know, doing this work. Oh yeah, and standing in that place during COVID was not easy for those girls. I can guarantee you that. Absolutely, especially when you're used to a crowd and you're, and especially with that particular show that was, you know, pretty much getting sold out. Yeah. You know, every every weekend. Yeah. Like, that's not easy to do when you're you're dealing with COVID nineteen yeah. and you're dealing with the, the ramifications of that. Um, and then also, you know, having to yeah. to go from having the energy of the crowd um, to 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 just looking at a, at a at a camera um it's not it's not easy um and then also the doubt of you know of not knowing what what's going to happen next but i think we're at a place now where you know 
um, things can get to some type of normalcy, whatever that is, or we need to enhance what we did. I thought that, you know, with, with all this time that we've had, that we would do some reflecting, that we would understand that, you know, maybe the, the way we were doing things wasn't working before. Maybe we need to figure out a new way. And so I, I, I leave you guys with that. Um, again, we'll be back um, with part two. So definitely listen up. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe um, to the show. And um, if you have questions or concerns, feel free to uh, DM myself um, at Kwame underscore speaks on IG, or you can uh, hit up Christy Champs. The new one is Christy Champs. So like shortened version of champagne. So Christy Champs with an S. Yes. With an S. He- Yes, he is, it's not, it's not the, gl- the gay uh, uh, you know, tongue. It's, it's not a list. Champs. Chrissy Champs. <laughs> Champs. C-H-A-M-P-S, baby. Yes, for sure. And if you guys want to send in some anonymous letters, definitely feel free to um, put in um, Glitter Mail, and you can email those uh, at info at pyromedianetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our mother network, which is uh, pyromedianetwork.com or Pyromedia Network, which you can find out all of the other shows and other things on pyromedianetwork.com. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Hear our hearts and not, um, you know, again, I'm really serious about this. Like, we're not here to bash anybody. We're just getting this off of us. Don't lash onto the pain, please. (laughs) Yes, yes. So this is something that we would rather not do again in life. And and, and so... Yeah, very much that. I will say this, that I wouldn't change anything that's happened to me because I have no regrets in life because it's made me the person I am today. Um, It's brought me, you know, know, I don't regret LaFoe at all um, because I've met Christy through it. I I have a friend for life, you know, for it. And so, um, and I have several friends, you know, that I I, um, still talk to to this day and seeing you know their transitions and their growth and um how they've moved on with life you know um it's beautiful so um i wish everyone uh current cast old cast um current staff old staff uh, the best um and i and i and i hope this is some reflection time and i and i hope um you know people will learn and maybe manifest some change and and um and growth so yeah that's all i got girl amen to that amen to that <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you on the next one. Catch that part two, baby. Part two. Yes. And if life gets you down, Chrissy, what do we always tell them? Uh, walk away from a horrible situation. Oh, uh, I'd rather than <laughs> I'd rather than that. Bye, y'all. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful kiki.